0: Welcome to season three of Handpicked. It's so great to be back, but what great businesses we have discovered. It's a great way to show and feel and learn about what's going on in Australian business. So if you like what you hear, perhaps you could rate us or review us or refer it to another business owner. Welcome, Tasman, to Handpick the Podcast, and thank you for applying to be on the show. But maybe, first of all, before we kick off with your questions, tell us a bit about your enterprise. I'm the founder of The Doing
1: Company. Um, I've been working in the online space for 15 years, and I work with business owners, um, online business owners, to support them in operations and team management. So, The people that I normally start working with are business owners that are like online business owners that have been in their business for two, three years, got all the pieces and everything happening, but they just can't get it to work. So normally the beginning, the first conversation I have with them is something along the lines of if things don't change, I'm just going to give up my business. You know, they've created this admin monster. So it's really about streamlining, simplifying, getting the right team in place to help them move and move, move their business to the next level. So that's yeah that's what I do
0: yeah and is it you who's who's involved with the team how big's your team how many clients have you got give us some idea of the scale of the business and how long you've been doing it Uh, so I've been doing it for three years I
1: work my the the core of my business is quite an intimate um, relationship so I have five clients that I work with um, in, in that capacity me and and I've got two I've got um, one virtual assistant in the Philippines and one in South Africa, which is where I currently am residing, which is enough, another conversation that's a COVID conversation. But um, yeah, so it's, a, so it's a small team and I work intimately with, with my clients at that operational strategy level. And then I have um, I, I, I sell, the product that I sell is um, my VA Quick Start which is assisting people to hire Filipino VAs. I'm very big on Filipino VAs just because um, most business owners in Australia, you know, one or two years, small businesses, as they're growing, they the biggest thing that's holding them back is getting eaten by the admin monster. So as soon as they can get a low cost, um, reliable support into their business, it really does does change things. So that's the biggest change that I see with business owners is this ability to to hire in their first assistant, virtual assistant, and um, bring them up to, to focus on more high-level high aspects of their business. So that's a service that I, that's sort of like a standalone service. And then I have my retainer clients that I work with on an ongoing basis.
0: Oh, that's great. That's really good. So it's, it's almost like a re- matching or recruitment model of finding the right person for the right role. So what questions have you got for me today?
1: Uh, thank you for this opportunity. So so my question, my first question is how much do you think success in business is related to personal development versus business acumen?
0: Well, success is all, as we know, is a definition and your definition of success and mine will be Different, So I think the first thing is when we think about success is what does that look like? Is it a milestone? It is the way we feel? Is it the hours in the day? Is it the time we have to walk the dog? You know, people have different definitions of success. I remember in my 30s, it was the ability to walk into a shop and buy a pair of shoes that I didn't, you know, was not all worried about the price of these shoes and now I see it very differently if I'm going to wear them a lot then I divide it by the number of wears and they're actually very cheap so uh you know definitions of success is 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 really different and I think that's the first element uh to that is knowing what success feels like for you. Um, and, and for business owners, that's that's different. And uh, not a, every business wants to be massive. Uh, not every business wants to be global. And so understanding uh, who you want to be and how you want to be it is equally important in the success conversation. The other thing about success is it's never static and um, that anybody who sits still in business is out of business within a few minutes, a few weeks, a few years. And if there's one thing we've understood with the change that's been going on in our economy and our society in the last two years is that we have to change. The way customers interact with us has changed. The way our team members want to interact with us has changed. We've seen the world differently. We've seen an opportunity for working with remote teams in global uh, places that maybe we didn't before. So, Personal development I think of is being having an inquiring mind, being curious, asking questions and being willing to learn. And I've found that in these lockdown times that I just listen to all sorts of podcasts. Oh That was a little plug for the old handpicked. Not really, because they're already listening to it. But, you know, I listen to history podcasts, true crime, audio books. I read novels. I read newspapers. I read reports. I read articles. I watch TED Talks on random subjects. And this is just about keeping my grey matter interested and being interesting and so success for me is about curiosity i don't tend to put labels on it like personal development uh but people do want to put labels on it but it's kind of doing a program of work where you've also got something to speak to your partner at the end of the day when you've both been in lockdown together that's been a big one it's just learning something new every single day and i think that's what keeps us young
1: thank you Um, What has been your biggest challenge moving from bricks and mortar into the digital space?
0: I've never really been in bricks and mortar. In fact, we were one of the absolute pioneers of only having an online store. Uh, It's been a long time since I've worked in bricks and mortar retail. I think I was at high school was the last time I had a job selling dresses for one of the uh, retail uh, chains here. So I guess more the point is uh, when I was in technology, we worked through distribution partners and they had stores and retail outlets, you know, our had resellers back in the day before they had their own stores. And so understanding that moment of customer interaction, I think, is essential whether you're online or whether you're in bricks and mortar. And I see a massive uh, and important role for traditional stores to play in terms of being showrooms and places of experience and exploration. So I I think retail will change, it'll shift. uh, And i do. Do think there's going to be far more not just of click and collect, but show and discover and have it delivered to home later after it's been produced? As many businesses look at their uh, cash flow and they say, well, if I could show the one sample and then get them produced based on the demand that I have and then have them delivered to people's homes, I think that there is is there's going to be a role for that kind of showroom experience, uh, and that's going to be suitable for some and and what not are the others. best
1: strategies to get in front of your of ideal audiences or your ideal audience I sometimes feel like there's this these amazing circles that exist and you know and it's just it's just what is the best way to actually get yourself known and get yourself into these intimate circles where you can really
0: support people I always think it's about what I can give not what I can get so networking for me is to go with two ears and one mouth and listen deeply and ask lots of questions about their business and what what they're doing which is probably why you know we're we're doing this podcast this way is because I'm really curious about people's businesses and I know it's a way of showcasing businesses and it's it's fantastic so for me it's it's uh, it's about being interested, interesting and relevant and asking a lot of questions and connecting people. I am forever putting people together saying this could go with that. You could do a joint thing together. And at some point, I think that that is really valuable and and, and it speaks to my contribution to small business in Australia and what I'm doing. So the first thing is networking. You know, so many people just get there. Um, elevate a pitch down pat like to the word but they say it as if they've learnt it and there's no emotion in it and so I think remembering we're all just people doing business and people are really curious about an interesting story and knowing that people like to hear a story and have some emotional and good and bad and contrast I think uh, is really really great so um, I love to hear about people's business stories and so therefore at those events and and as they, as they uncover their story and their journey, who knows how I could help them and support them?
1: And the last question is from your, elevated, from your elevated vantage point, and what I mean is from your altitude, you know, from being in the Australian business for so, so many years, what do you, what do you think is the biggest thing that we as entrepreneurs can do to bring calm? hope, structure and solutions to the brave, new, different world that we find ourselves in.
0: Each of our economies, our societies, our community are looking for leadership. They're looking for strong leadership. We know tough decisions are going to need to be made. We can't keep operating the way we've operated for the last 50 years uh, pulling stuff out of the earth and then heating it up and then sending it somewhere else and shipping things around the country around the globe so we are far more conscious as consumers than we've ever been before and entrepreneurs have a have a role to play in listening to what consumers are asking for and making sure we fulfill on that it's not profit at all cost it's not profit for the sake of profit it's about running profitable contributing businesses and ultimately as entrepreneurs business owners and the corporate world which will evolve our society because often as we go others will follow uh, government enterprises are are uh, you know a, 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 a function of the government that they serve and the election um, which is you know only three three years whereas we're in business for 20 years we can really change the world when we've got a lot longer horizon and we don't have just such a short horizon so who we are how we contribute uh, being seen being heard being prepared to stand up for what we believe in I think is very important
1: I was just having a conversation with one of my clients just now about um, they're revolutionizing the business the the building industry and um, and they, they they were saying that the biggest thing was don't underestimate, well, like, no, go ahead, underestimate us because they are just so passionate about, um, t- you know, just just plugging away as long as it takes because they want they want to really change, change the building industry in Australia and New Zealand, actually.
0: Yeah, I think it- I think in government, as well as business, we must be taking much longer views of what is good for our society, our communities, our customers, our people. And this longer term view enables us to make really real step change in terms of economic structures and so forth. So, and we'll be seeing it more and more from both our shareholders or stakeholders, community, as well as our employees and our customers. They, they are demanding different ways that we do business. So,
1: you feel very optimistic about everything that's going I on. I
0: wouldn't say I'm very optimistic, but I'm eternally positive. And that is, you know, sometimes life delivers us lemons where well, we better work out a recipe for lemonade. And not to say it's going to be easy, but I do believe that, I do believe in free enterprise. I do believe in entrepreneurs. I believe in risk-taking. And, you know, if I hadn't have done what I did all those years ago, literally it's created tens of thousands of jobs for Australia and lots of economic value. And we're relying on many, many others to do the same thing. And, uh, you know, we love talking about the unicorns, but they do create economic value for our whole community and for employment. So... We want our kids to have fulfilling and interesting jobs and careers too. Tamson, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I hadn't realised you were beaming in all the way from South Africa. And I'm sure we'll have you back on these shores as Australia begins to open up. And we're all very excited to get back to business, work hard, grow our economy. And thank you for the work you do with your clients in making sure they're efficient and effective. Thank you so much.